You're listening to How She Creates, Season 2, Episode 22. Today, Kaylee Gray is back on the podcast, and we're talking about a really fun topic for creatives, and that is online creative classes. We're going to share with you why it's important that you take creative classes, how to pick the right one for you, and how to get the most out of your creative class experience. Welcome to How She Creates. I'm your creative fairy godmother, Lauren. I'm here to take you behind the scenes with all your favorite makers to learn how they create. We'll discuss what it means to live a creative lifestyle, the best resources and tools for making, where to find inspiration, and so much more. I hope these conversations encourage you to make more stuff and share it with the world so we can all see how you create. How She Creates is sponsored by Get Messy Art Journal. Get Messy is an art journal membership community that shares tutorials, inspirations, prompts, challenges, and more each week. Get Messy's goal is to help you nurture your creativity, become the artist you desire to be, and find your creative community. When you sign up for Get Messy's mailing list, you get access to three free classes, one on how to find your creative style, introduction to Art Journal 101, and Art Journal 102, Elevate Your Art Journaling. Get Messy has an amazing community of artists who are waiting to welcome and support you in your art journey. Learn more and sign up for Get Messy in their awesome newsletter at getmessyartjournal.com. Welcome to today's episode. I am so excited to be here hanging out with my bestie, Kaylee Gray, again. What up? So formal. Um, well, we are very excited to be back with another exciting episode today. Um, we are talking about creative classes, why you should take them, when you should take them, if you should take them, how to know if they're right for you, um, why they're important and all those kinds of good things. (laughs) So I think there's been a big push or movement over the past couple of years as people have transitioned to teaching online and, and like since online entrepreneurs have popped up and people are realizing that going from, you know, one-to-one clients like web design to teaching their service or their skill in an online class format is easier for everyone and way more profitable. And so there's been a big boom in online creative classes in the past couple of years. And I personally absolutely love it. Um, But I think that some people still don't even know that it exists. Some people don't know kind of what to do about it. They don't like it or they love it. Or I think our biggest pet peeve is they buy a bunch of classes online and then never even open them. Yes. Oh, yeah. the other thing I think that has made like the boom in classes online is that there's so much content on the web now that you do like there's kind of a need for an elevated content. Yes, that is the perfect way to describe it. Um so let's talk let's let's start by defining creative classes so people know what we're talking about if they don't. So what would you say your definition is? Okay, so what is a creative class? A class that you take online in real life? Are we going to be talking about both? 
Oh, online, online. Only online. Okay. Well, then obviously you take it online. You take it on your computer and it teaches you something. <laughs> How specific do you want to get in defining it? Yeah. Well, I think like, I just think that I run into so many people who ask me what I do. And when I try and tell them that I teach art online, they're very confused about how that happens or works. And I would think that most of the people who are listening to this podcast have at least, at least follow you or I online and have seen that we teach creative classes. So they at least know what they are, or if not have taken one from us or from someone. Um, but I think like the premise of an online creative class, because there are a ton of online classes. I mean, you can learn anything online now. Um, but I think we're more talking today about the art focused ones. So, you know, someone's got like their camera set up overhead. They're like creating something on their desk and you're following along with creating that thing. Right. Mm. Yeah. I forget. Like we are so far into this world. I forget. Like, it took my parents a long time to realize what the heck it is and how yes. you can teach something that intrinsically, you know, usually you need to like show someone it's a very tangible thing to teach. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's hard to understand. I think it's just hard to understand that there's enough technology out there that it's like being in the room with the person now, you know, yeah. done really well. A little bit better because like if you are in the room with them, super awkward to like peer over their shoulder <laughs> and like look up close. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it's like that whole thing of like when you went to school and the teacher talked really fast and you were just supposed to take a bunch of notes and then you're supposed to just like understand it and be able to like go back home and do it on your own. But the creative class, like you have the recording forever. You have the visuals. You can stop it and play it back and start it over again. And, exactly. and then you still most of the time get the access to the teacher that you can still ask the same questions. Yes. I think it's also like a very good way of getting, you know, like – bigger artists or artists that you wouldn't be able to see in person either because you can't financially pay for it or like geographically it's a nice way to see her process and see the way she does things up close it's kind of like yeah because you can also um while I wouldn't be able to fly over to America to go just to like see a class by an artist that I like I could definitely take an online class by her and then I've also as you said like I have access to her I can ask her direct questions about it all usually for a lot cheaper yes and you know we're going to talk about this and we always talk about paying artists what they're worth but sometimes to me like origami does not interest me but if like I had this weird spark of inspiration I was like I want to learn to fold an origami flower but I am clearly not going to like delve into this world of origami and I can for five bucks or for free you know on Pinterest go through and learn how to fold an origami flower really quickly and easily I'm willing to pay that five dollars for that but I'm not willing to look up an origami class in my area and pay a hundred dollars to go to it and wait for it to happen and and then go and learn all this origami stuff when all I wanted was a tiny little flower to put on whatever project I was working on. Mm. Yeah, so the classes can also get very specific as well. 
Yes. And so I just feel like it gives you such a big range of like interest level and skill level and price point. Exactly. And I've always heard that that's what people say about creative classes online is that most people live in communities where they're not teaching these skills. Mm. And so they now have access to something that they didn't before. Yeah. Big time. Um, so people obviously know that we love online creative classes that, you know, we make our living from teaching those. Um, so we think they're awesome and we think you should take them. Spoiler alert. Um, but we want to talk you through what they're really like, how to know which ones are for you, how to get the most out of them. Because we do think that they're really fantastic for if you're a creative person, you should definitely take at least one online creative class in your time as a creative, don't you think? De- yeah, definitely. Um, so, but, yeah, I also think, though, that there is kind of an art to choosing creative classes because it's so easy it's kind of like creative books I suppose and also fancy journals you know if you think you can buy enough classes you think just by clicking buy oh look I've got the skill set but that's not how it works and I think that is really important to be aware of that yes because I would almost tell you instead of just buying a bunch of online classes and letting them sit and do nothing, just take your money and go to an actual store and buy an actual thing that you're going to have. Yes. You know, because it really is, if you don't use the online course, it's like your money just kind of like disappeared. And we're going to talk about that. But for you as the consumer, like wouldn't you rather go to the art store and just buy yourself a new journal instead of pretending like you're going to do this class? Yeah. Um, okay. So tell me what you look for in a creative class. So for me, I think I tend to go more for the artist than for a specific technique. Um, so if it's an artist that I like and I like what she's been putting out there, then I'm almost definitely going to give money towards a class. I think mm-hmm. that is, you know, like if I follow her on Instagram or I follow a blog or I like what she makes and I think that I might like insight into her process or to see the way she does something. So even if she's teaching something that I personally think I would be an expert on, um, I think you can always learn something from someone's personality coming through their, in their art. Yes, I will. I feel like I've said this before. Um, like I know how to use Photoshop, but I have taken multiple Photoshop classes and every single time in the very first lesson, when people are like, here's how you open Photoshop, I learned something new because everyone does it so differently and there's so many ways to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, so yes, always, even if you think you're an expert, you will always learn something new. Yeah. And you always find something that you can incorporate into your own stuff. Yes. Um, so I agree with you. There are a couple artists that it doesn't matter what they do. I will buy their stuff because like you said, I love them. I learn from them. I want to just support them. Um, I'm excited about what they're doing. Um, but I also will seek out classes based on specific skills 
for sure. Um, like if I want to be better at drawing or at collaging, um, or maybe a specific artist's style, um, like Katie Licht, liked, we're going to say Katie liked. Um, she's been on the podcast before. Um, she has this really awesome, very particular style of collage. Um, and so, yes, I love her, but I also love her specific style. And so I have taken her class to learn more about her style. Mm. Um, so I definitely like to gain new skills. So if I'm working on something and or I'm going to do a project and I know I need to kind of raise my skill level in that, I will look for a class that has, that teaches a specific skill. Um, because there are multiple different types of classes and some um, will be like at Get Messy, we have a class on book binding and that's all we talk about. We don't talk about what to do in your book. We just talk about how to bind the book. Mm -hmm. um, but then there are and then like our class Messy Pages, which is about art journaling, but I mean, it's about like a whole slew of techniques. And so it's not necessarily one thing that you're going to learn. Yeah. So does that make any difference for you? What? The Having like specifics or general? Um. Yeah. I tend to like very specific things because it's easier for me to focus on, but it all depends. I've kind of got like a few places and artists that I would check for creative classes. Um, and I know that like the content they're going to be putting out is high quality. Oh, the other thing for me, and I don't know if this is just for me, just my thing, but if the tech is not right, like I freak out, I can't deal with it. If it is not presented in a good way, I cannot learn anything because I'm too distracted. Yeah. Yeah. I know there was, I took a class recently, actually I bought it for my husband and he didn't like it. So I tried to like go through it, but they, they had set it up in such a way that the video, you couldn't um, skip forward or back because the way that they had styled, like this is a ridiculous thing, the way they had styled the video, the little um, progress bar was like within the play button. So it was like this tiny little progress bar. So you couldn't move the progress bar. And this person was like painting in real time and it was boring as heck. Like I could not, <laughs> I could not handle it. And I wanted to fast forward and I could not. So like a small thing like that, I couldn't, I couldn't do the rest of the class. But, you know, it's it's so personal, though, because we have had people message us and said, like, is there music playing in the background? How fast are the videos? Because people mm. have different learning styles and learning needs. And sometimes people need it to be really, really slow. And sometimes, like, you and I, we're like, all right, I just want to get the, like, general picture and then I'm just going to go ahead with it. Mm. That's so, so true. I think – so. I think, and this is what we always work so hard at Get Messy to do is like to pre-think out those things, what people are going to need and make sure that our classes are going to fit all of those learning spectrums and give people the options. And that's when it gets hard. I mean, that, that kind of tech work is really hard and you do such a great job of that, um, of making it really, really versatile and manipulatable so that people can change it to be there, what they need. Um, so well, I, think I think that, yeah, I think you also nailed it on the head though, because, um, you can, you can't make it 
actually appeal to everyone. But you can make it as easy. What am I trying to say? Like you, you can try your best to make it work in the way that the person needs. But it, not everyone is going to get it. Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like we've seen that the trend right now is everyone's going to full video. Mm-hmm. And I am a big proponent of I like to read. So I'm always going to make sure in our classes that there is enough writing to accompany the video. Mm-hmm. But the videos are so, so, so explanatory and in, in depth. There's not a reason for the whole thing to be transcribed. Um, so the text is getting shorter in our classes. Um, it's not as long and thorough and wordy. Um, but you can kind of like the text, you can kind of use it as a reference back to it. Yes. Yes. And so that's definitely what we're looking for. But I think you need to know yourself and how you learn so that when you go to take a class, you can mm. like ask or look up front, you know, is this all video? Is it all like slow videos? Is it sped up? Is it all writing? You know? Um, and so that will help you choose the right class for you. Um, Absolutely. And the nice thing about the internet is that if it doesn't say on the course information page, you can just email the teacher and they will, they'll let you know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm definitely from now on going to be asking them if it's got a progress bar or if I have to sit through the entire thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So how else do you know if, how, how do you, so what are you looking to get out of a class? Hmm. I think that goes back to what we were saying. I think for me, either a new way of doing things or a new perspective, especially that's very big for me. Um, And Photoshop is a very good example of that because I am an expert in Photoshop, but I still learn things. Even the things that I do every day, I'm like, I remember I watched something a month ago and I was like, oh, wow. Okay. You know, I can just like click this one button instead of, 10 minutes so a new way of doing things seeing the artist perspective or if I need to know a technique then I'll look for a technique one what about you um I kind of think the same um I definitely want to I'm a a very tangible person I like need check boxes and so I want to be able to say I learned a new skill from this like now I can do this like check or um, it made me do something new that I wouldn't normally have done. Like you taught a class with Studio Calico a long time ago. What was it? It wasn't Minimalist Art Journal. What was that? Oh, it was their Art Journal mini book. It was part of their mini book series. Yes. And so I won't say that I – I don't feel like I learned a brand new skill in mm. that class that you taught, but – I went through the lessons. I learned what how you made your books. I used your style. I mm. created a full book, cover to cover, filled it up, and to this day, it is still one of my favorite books I've ever made. Yay. Um, and it was in a totally new style to me, um, totally new, totally different. Um, and so I don't feel like I walked away with a like, 
you know, I learned how to do origami from that class, <laughs> but I learned a new style and it gave me the motivation, the challenge I needed to do something start to finish, which is like my biggest personal struggle. Um, so I counted that class as one of the most successful classes I've ever taken. Mm. Well, I think that that's like a very good summary of everything we need in a class is that it leads to making. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, okay. So you know what you want out of a class. So when you're looking at an online class that, that people are, um, promoting, and if you don't know how to find these classes, like look at the artists you're following on Instagram. What are they talking about when they're saying like LinkedIn profile, go, go to those, go to their websites, just search it on Pinterest or Google it. Um, like a creative class about Photoshop or a creative class about art journaling. Um, <clears throat> And you'll, you'll find a billion of them. Um, okay, so you found your class, but how do you know if it's worth it for you? How can you tell? Um, how can I tell? I don't know. I look and I, have, I go on feeling. Yeah. Um, and if I have any questions, email the instructor. I think that's always good. And if she doesn't reply, then that's also probably a very good sign <laughs> that you don't want to take it. Yeah, that gives me the feeling that no. Um, <laughs> okay, but so what if you're looking at the class and the, the like sales page is really bad? I mean, I can get <laughs> – it depends. Like do I know this artist? Do the pages that she, she shared, like the, the end result pictures – are they in line with something that I would enjoy? Um, oh, I also always go away from things that are very salesy. Mm. That turns me off a lot because then I'm kind of like, why aren't you letting the art speak for itself? Interesting. But I do know that it is very difficult to write those pages. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if she's like... I don't know, but oh, oh, something that gets me is if something has limited seats. So unless it is, um, unless it's like a very intense thing where she gives feedback and she can only have like 12 people or 20 people or whatever. If someone's like only a hundred students then I'm kind of like, well, why not a hundred and one? You know, this is the internet. <laughs> yes. If they try and use, like, we can only take 100 people, so by now, no. Oh, and I know that we, that we might differ with this, but something that, I'm, that I don't like is sales, like, every week. Like, I don't, if you're going to charge, um, if you're going to charge $20 for a $50 class one week, why would I pay the 50? Why would I not just wait until I can pay the 20? Yes. <clears throat> yes, that is um, disconcerting, but I understand the sales because it makes people buy. Um, yeah, yes, I, I agree with you. Um, I feel like I can smell some weird sales ta tactics from like a mile away. Um, I think it comes from just like a place of authenticity as well, though, mm -hmm. because I can't give like an – XYZ example really of when something is fishy 
you can feel it. Yeah. And so I think to find a reputable class that, you know, it's going to be good quality is like just kind of taking a look at their sales page, their, um, their website, their tutorials that they're already sharing online. You know, do you enjoy watching them? Are they easy for you to follow? Does it look like she knows how to use the, or he knows how to use the internet? Um, and, and normally they'll say where the site, where the course is hosted and, um, Teachery and Teachable are very similar and very great platforms that like are already designed. And so you just put your content in. And so you know that when you um, use that platform, that it the, that it, it's like going to be a good, cl- I won't say a good class, but easy to follow, well laid out, those kind of things. Yeah, like the tech is not going to get in the way. Yes, because I think that is like the biggest issue is the tech getting in the way of of either the tech being bad on the maker side or the tech just being a little too advanced and absolute beginners who aren't great at, at the internet or computers struggling to figure out all of the like drop down boxes and click here and mm. navigate this way. And Well, I mean, even for like non-beginners, even for people that are technically advanced it's very difficult to learn how to teach online Mm -hmm. so I think yeah if you've got those I mean that's why those platforms exist because it makes it very easy yes um okay so this has turned into a very technical conversation (laughs) so our next question is how to get the most out of a creative class that you're taking because this is the most important part yes you know this is why if we jump back to the get messy story this is why we started get messy or how get messy started itself um was we had bought a bunch of classes weren't using them and this was back in the day when people either ran classes on like private blogs or just as a pdf and so we had bought an art journaling class and we were going through it um together and we were holding each other accountable because we knew that we weren't making anything from these classes we were buying. And um, so we started making and sharing online every week. That's how Get Messy got started. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so going through the course, what is your like biggest tip? Because you're good at this. You're organized. What do you do? Okay. So I've got in Drive, I have a folder for every single class that I've ever, ever paid for. Um and I move them between a folder for ones that I've done and ones that I have not yet done. Uh, I also have an Evernote notebook for each of these classes, and I just go through them systematically to make sure. Basically, all that you need to do with a class is you need to go through it, and the only way you do it is you start and you just keep going. <laughs> all right i think that's the biggest issue is that people just buy these and they think that and like i'm the same well i used to be the same i really try hard not to be the same anymore but um you buy classes and you think oh look i'm creative now no 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 spending money is not being creative being creative is being creative yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely Absolutely. I totally agree. And, you know, as a class maker seller, it drives me crazy when I don't see people making stuff with my class. It makes me like second guess myself. Was my class like not good enough that people aren't 
like able to follow it and make stuff. But then I'm like, no, it, it definitely is for the most part um, because some people are. But the majority of people who have bought my classes versus the amount of work that I am seeing that they're sharing, at least online, and I know not everyone does that, it is highly disproportionate. Even get messy. Um, yeah. People are just they, – they like you're saying, they just buy it and they don't do it. So we want you to do classes. Um, so I am not as self-disciplined as Kaylee, so I need a lot more um, work that goes into it from my part to make me go through the class. Um, I will write it in my planner. Um, I took mm -hmm. a really, really big business class last year. Um, and so it definitely had a much higher price tag and that motivated me a lot, but I also like really believed in this and knew I needed it. And I, every single Saturday or Sunday, I can't remember, um, I went to this one Starbucks and I sat there for like four hours and I took this one notebook and I went through that class every Sunday um, and like made it a big part of my schedule so that I was making sure that I was doing it. That is a great, great tip. And oftentimes that's why I love it when they come with a workbook or something. I just print that out and I take it to a coffee shop. Such a good tip is that you turn it from instead of being like an online thing to making it tangible and real. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, I, I will like set dates. If it's like a business class, I will like set dates to like go out. Like every Monday I'm going to go and watch this and do this, blah, blah, blah. Um, or if it's a creative class and I like want to be here at home and working through it, um, I will kind of do the same thing. I'll say like I'm, I'm getting ready to work on um, a new class I just bought from Studio Calico from um, Jamaica. Oh, yes. And I love it. And it's so simple. It's like one of those things where I'm like, I've done this a billion times, but just having someone else's ideas and having someone else lead me through it, um, it has me excited to do it again. And it's a, um, it's, I don't want to say it's week in the life, but it's, it's like details all about your life right now. Um, and so I'm just going to say, all right, all this week, like I'm going to like kind of binge watch the lessons and then I'm going to write write down or print out the photo prompts. And so all this week, I'm going to make sure that I'm taking all the photos that she mentions. And then at the end of the week, I'm going to print them out and make the book. Mm. And so it's kind of like a challenge, like an immersive kind of experience I'm going to work on for the whole time. Um, like I'm going to set up this week as the week to do that class. Yes. that's See, that's the other thing is that you have to make it a priority you can't just assume that it's going to fit into your life. Yes. Yes. Especially as um, you're making and, and if they're really creative classes, like um, like our class Messy Pages, it's one of my favorite classes. Um, and it is, it's one of those um, that, okay, so we have two different types of classes. We'll say like Sketching Faces is is the class that we just launched. And it is a step-by-step, -step. like lesson one, you learn how to draw eyes. Lesson two, you learn how to draw the nose. Lesson three, you learn how to draw the cheekbones. I'm just making that up. Um, but it's similar to that. It goes through. And so I can't just like pop into lesson three, like drawing some cheekbones. That makes no sense. Um, but... So I have to like, so I would need to sit down every day and say, all right, Monday, I'm going to do lesson one. I'm going to draw a thousand eyes. Tuesday, I'm going to go through and I'm going to draw a hundred noses um, until at the end of the week I have, I can draw a complete face. 
But then you have pages like messy page classes like messy pages where it's like, here's one awesome technique. Here's another slightly related, but kind of unrelated awesome technique that you can do. And those are the classes that you can pop in and out of, you know, as like, I'm feeling uninspired today. Let me just open up less than 13 in messy pages and do whatever that is. Um, but you have to make yourself do it because I am the worst. I own, like I said, a million creative classes and I will just go to Pinterest and be like, our journal page idea and forget that I've paid for these really high quality, yes. awesome classes. Yes. It's kind of like having a snack versus having a full meal. Mm-hmm. And like, even if you've got gone through those classes, there's a few classes that I've gone back on and now like, I don't know, what's it, five years, three years later, mm-hmm. um, and my style has changed. And so I'm learning new things from these classes, which is just amazing. Yes, absolutely. And that's the beauty of these classes is that they are, um, what's the word where they like effervescent? I don't think that's the Evergreen. right word. Evergreen. <laughs> Evergreen. <Hey. laughs> I mean, they're effervescent. No, they can't be effervescent. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll, again, which is different than, than an in-person class. And I think that that's what, you know, there's always this big talk of like, if you want to be an artist, go back to art school. I'm like, I don't think you're learning these things in art school. Well, that's what online art classes is. It's the modern day art school. Yeah, but people are saying like, well, you know, I'm going to pay $20 to take an online class about how to draw faces, but I should really go to like a professional art institute and spend, a, you know, $2,000 to take a class on on sketching. And I'm like, but the, it's different. Like this is a very yeah. specific, quick way to learn that skill that's going to take you a semester to learn. Yes. And you're not going to be getting it from your favorite artists. I can almost guarantee that your art school professors are not going to be like in your top three. Yes. Yes. That is a good point that you can really hone in on a style that you really love when you take online classes. Yeah. So we're talking about like art classes versus art school. Let's talk about art classes versus YouTube videos. When would you watch? When should you you uh, use YouTube? And why would I not like just look for faces on YouTube rather than taking Katie's class? Um, I think a couple things. I think, like I said, my origami example. That is a perfect time for me to go to YouTube, watch an origami video, and never touch origami again because that is clearly not for me because I am not patient enough for that. And I can't remember things like that, so I would have to watch the video every single time I made anything ever. Um, So that for me, something I just have like a whim about, that's like a good YouTube reason. Mm. What about you? Well, I think another one is like, Maybe you do start loving origami and then so YouTube can kind of be your gateway drug. Mm-hmm. So you start like exploring the medium, um, seeing if it's something that you would like. And then once you are ready to make the commitment and spend a little bit of money towards learning it more in depth, then a class would be good. And you get to know the different teachers out there because I don't know any mm. origami teachers. <laughs> 
I'm sure that there's like someone in this universe who's like, oh my gosh, how do you not know? Like <laughs> X, Y, Z. Yep. Um, <laughs> Which is exactly how everyone feels about the people that we know. <laughs> exactly. 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 So like I know a ton of painting teachers. I don't know any origami teachers. <laughs> That's just not the circle I run in. Um, <laughs> And now on like Instagram and Facebook, I'm going to get a bunch of like origami suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think that there's also, there's nothing wrong with YouTube videos, but there's definitely benefits to paying money to learn something. I think firstly, um, you're going to get better quality material purely because you're paying someone for their time. And I don't know if like you were making something for free compared to if you're making something for money you're going to put in more more effort to the thing for money number one number two there have been studies that have proven that people who pay money towards something tend to be more committed to it which mm -hmm. makes total sense and i know with free classes i'm less worried about finishing them than finishing them than i am about classes that i've just like on a whim clicked join type of thing um and then also you are supporting the creator i know that patreon is has become very popular lately and it's amazing because you kind of like hey artists i like you here's some money and that's what you do when you when you pay towards a class yes yes that is so important and we're gonna we're gonna talk about that more um I think this is okay. This is what I do when I go shopping. Okay. This is what I used to do before I lived overseas. And then, and shopping is completely different here. But when I lived <laughs> in America, you know, they're going to have a million of one skirt and it's always going to be there. So if I find something and I want, maybe it's kind of expensive or I don't totally know if I want it, you know, maybe it's not my budget, I will leave it there. And then if I'm still thinking about it a couple days later, then like yes. obviously that was a good purchase for me. So I will go back and buy it. Um, and so I kind of do the same thing online. I will restrict myself in how much I can buy um, because most of the time these classes are just, you know, they're always going to be on sale or they're going to run again in another round. And um, if I don't stop thinking about it or if I'm like, okay, next week I'm going to have time and I'm going to set aside the week to do that, then I'll go back and buy it so that I'm not like, you know, joy purchasing a bunch of things and never looking at them again. Mm, that's a great tip. Um, but yeah, we, we've talked about this multiple times. Paying artists for what they do is really important and it's really hard to find ways for artists to make money besides selling their work. So teaching their skill, one, is a big um, – stretcher for them to learn those new skills because most artists just want to make stuff you know they're not naturally born teachers mm -hmm. and so they're learning a lot of new skills and stretching themselves and they're sharing their secrets you know they're sharing how they do things what they use how they exactly how they make their paintings look the way they do so it can be really scary for them um, but then they're but the fact that they're willing to do that um, 
is really awesome. And that helps support them making the art that we all are loving and, and, you know, getting benefits from, but without having to buy, you know, a thousand, two thousand dollar original painting from them. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. There was a conversation happening in the Get Messy forums about someone who had purchased an art class and then afterwards realizing, damn, like I made a mistake here. I spent, I think it was an expensive class. It was like $200 um, expensive for art. We can. That's a whole nother topic. But okay, so it was $200 and she was like, mm, I don't, like I'm not going to get any value out of it and because it's an online class, there are no refunds. And someone commented on there and I thought it was so great. And she said, just see it as supporting the artist. You like, you know, you love her work. There's nothing like it's something, there's something beautiful about artists supporting other artists and women supporting other women. Yep. Which is a good way of seeing it as well. So it's kind of like, there isn't really a bad, you know, it's really never a negative to spending money on online art classes when you are going directly to people. Even yeah. like Skillshare or a big class, a big platform like that. That's also yeah, good. Those big platforms are so cheap that it's honestly not, it should be like any skin off your back to like, you know, like Creative Bug's like four ninety five a month. Creative um, Bug is amazing. I know. I mean, I've, I've had a subscription to Creative Bug for like three years now because I took it to take one class by an artist I loved. And then I was like, this thing is legit. Like I could, there's a ton of great classes on there. And then it's so cheap that I just don't mind it coming out of my account every month. And then some months I'll take three classes from them. And then for four months, I won't even open it. Um, But I keep going back to it, you know. Um, And so it is, it's kind of like I have that reference library for myself. Like I recently was on Creative Bug and there was like a um, how to sew a skirt. And I didn't even know I was looking for that. But now I'm like so excited to make that. And so if I want to do something... I know that I've already paid into this resource. And so I just go in there and search yes. um, their awesome course catalog. Yes, that's another like strong benefit, a plus point for a platform like that is that you do find things that you are newly interested in. Some yeah. things that spark your interest. Yes. And so it's a good way to kind of test out a bunch of stuff without spending a bunch of money. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I think we've covered a lot of important topics. So let's like review, um, our top tips for choosing the right creative class for you, because we've kind of covered them in all of our different topics. Mm. Um, so, um, you know, always start with price point. Like, can you afford that? Is that something you're willing to invest in? Um, because, I yeah. mean, I definitely don't want someone paying a ridiculous amount for one of my classes and then immediately regretting it and being like, I can't pay my bills. Um, so, you know, being being wise with your money and under, knowing what you can and can't do is under, is important. And then it, you won't hold grief against the, the artwork. Yeah. Big one. Yep. Try the Lauren Hooper technique. Which is? Yeah. <laughs> To put it in the back of your mind, and if you think about it again and you can't stop thinking about it, then you can spend your money on it. Yep. Oh, yep, exactly. Um, so price point, and then... Artist. Artist, yeah. Do you know that artist? Do you 
Do you love them already? Do you know they're putting out good stuff? You want to learn more about them, support them. Mm-hmm. Um, the tech, kind of figuring out, are you going to be able to follow along and use the tech? That's part of it. Yeah, because it's oh, your style. Well, we haven't talked about this. The phones. A lot of people want to do classes on their phones. Oh, uh, yes. And that's when the tech becomes an issue. Yes. Your phone is not a good choice to do a creative class on. Uh, I strongly agree with this. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Use things that lead to action, not mm-hmm. something that you're lying in. Obviously, if you're going to lie in bed and look at your phone, you're not going to make anything. And no one wants that. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, what else? Any Anything else that people should be considering? No, your your feelings, your gut feelings, I think that they speak quite loudly. Yeah, yeah. And I just think with like the online world, if you are feeling a lot of pressure from people being like, register now, it's closing in 24 hours, you you know, you have to do it now. And you're like, I just don't know. Then then that's your answer. Like you, 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 you're feeling too pushed. You just need to, to let it go. And if it comes back around and you're ready the next time it's open, then you do it, but don't. Yeah. Yeah. Don't buy on FOMO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So how to make the most of the class. Do it. There we go. Yeah. Schedule it in. Write it in your planner. Like today is lesson one. Tomorrow is lesson two. Like make a challenge. Do Get a friend to take the class with you like Kaylee and I do a lot. Like, you know, post every day what you made from the class. Like find a way to make yourself – do it. And that's what I was, I shared a ton about this right before the hundred day project started, which just started like five days ago. So you still have time. Um, pick an online class and do that for your hundred day project. You know, mm. like Kaylee's minimalist art journal, um, my stories from here class, both of those have 100 prompts in them. So there's literally your projects done for you. Um, and you can, like do like stretch a class out and challenge yourself enough to find a hundred examples of, you know, a minimalist art journal page um, or whatever. I mean, I feel like this would work for almost any creative class out there. Mm. Um, So maybe if you really need to push yourself to use a class, like do like a month challenge and say every day for a month, I'm going to make something from this class or Mm -hmm. using the skills I learned from this class. And you'd be really good at whatever that skill is by the end of that month or 100 days. Yeah, pr- probably more after 100 days. Pr- yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, and last we wanted to just give you like any tips if you wanted to start teaching your own creative classes online. Very quickly. We could make this into its own episode actually, well, which we, we have. have an episode. <laughs> <laughs> We already have done this. So we're just going to give you like three top tips and then you can go listen to the other episode. I think it's on, it's called like teaching. Yeah. With Brandy Kincaid and Pam Garrison. Yes. Who are awesome. Um, Okay. So your number one tip would be to start exploring teaching your topic. Um, So share blog posts, do YouTube videos, Instagram videos, start practicing your teaching first 
yeah and see if you like it and it doesn't have to be like a big thing you can like lauren was saying like you um you can just like put your phone i get like light to show your desk teach someone how to do something for one minute put on instagram see if you like doing that see if people liked it easy yep okay so that's the first tip start exploring teaching second tip second tip um, if you know that you are not good at tech then use something like teachable or teachery that does the tech for you yep don't let things get in the way if you feel like you want to teach um yeah then do that on a small scale and then you can make it big. Always start small and then go big. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Don't get too ahead of yourself. And then, cause then you won't complete it because the task will be too big. Exactly. Okay. Number three. Um, sharing about it. Is that our last tip? Well, this, our last tip is the one that you and I disagree on. Oh. you say yes so I think for you a very big tip and one that suits your personality type is that doing a workshop in real life is a good way of teaching yeah I just I really will like champion that point because you realize the questions people have you realize mm. how long it actually takes people to do stuff you get to see the different skill levels of I taught a watercolor workshop recently and it was like one girl who was just going to town. Everything she did was <laughs> awesome. Um, she had like, she figured out, like I challenged people, like see how many brush strokes you can figure out or how many colors you can mix. And she figured out like 150 and it, people were on like seven. <laughs> um, so like seeing that different skill set and different um, skill levels and abilities and like the questions, listening to the questions they had and um, how long it took everyone and when people needed breaks and um, what was what beginners really needed versus what kind of intermediate people needed. That was a really big learning experience that you can only get from real life feedback from people. So if you're teaching online and doing your practice YouTube and Instagram and stuff, you've got to be having people give you feedback and it might hurt. It might be hard, um, but you have to ask like, was the video too fast? Um, did you understand? Do you need more basics? Was this starting from the beginning? Um, you got to find a way to get that feedback. Um, if, especially if you don't have a teaching background, like I have a teaching background. So I am used to writing lesson plans and seeing where students are at the beginning and, and, and breaking things down really, really small. Um, but if you're not used to that, you have to figure out a way to get that information. Yeah. I think now that you've explained it more in depth than I am more on board with idea, but I think I'm way too shy to do that in real life. Well, and I think my other thing, it's like, just have your girlfriends over. Like I'm, I'm, I'm mm -hmm. having a couple girlfriends come over and I'm going to teach them a skill that I want to turn into a workshop, but I've never mm -hmm. taught it before. And so I feel like I need to, to practice on them. And I mean, they're just going to come over and like, going to have some drinks and some snacks and I'm going to teach them and you know, they might not even let me talk. They might talk the whole time, but, <laughs> but it's just going to be a fun night. There's just no pressure. So just, just having friends over to, to like, Trust me, your friends will 
gladly come over for a free class, a free lesson. Um, yeah, and if you're shy about it, you can just make sure that they drink more. Yeah, exactly. That's all that matters. Um, One other thing, like if you don't have any friends, you can also do a beta group. Yeah. You just get like 10 people, five people, and you teach them and see what they say and what they think. I did that with Level Up, and that was amazing. That was very helpful for both me and for the beta testers and obviously for the students that came afterwards. Yes. Mm. Um, okay. And so then I think my last, last tip is, is you got to share about it. I mean, you got to put it out there. You got to invite people to, to watch your videos and give you feedback and, and take your classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we are now at the end of the podcast. And so I hope that you have learned a ton and that you're excited to go find the perfect creative class for you. And regardless if it's perfect or not, that you're going to actually go through the whole thing and you're going to do it and you're going to share your work. Uh, make sure you share your work on the how she creates hashtag. Um, but now we're at the point where we are going to spotlight an awesome women, woman artist. That's always a weird to say, um, who in this week's spotlight is perfect. Um, our good friend, Amy Miracle, is teaching an intuitive painting workshop. And it's really cool. It kind of mixes the live and the online class. So she's going to teach it through Facebook Live. And so she has very limited seats because um, she is going to be giving you a lot of direct feedback. Um, she shares a ton of tutorials. She does a ton of these live events. So you really should be following her. I loved attending these events. She is all about mindfulness and, um, like I said, intuitive painting and journaling and just expressing yourself. Um, I like to think of her as my, um, art guru. She's absolutely fantastic. And so this class is going to kind of mix all those things together. You're going to get to paint live with her and then, but still from the comfort of your home. And then you'll have the videos to watch back and then she'll give you feedback and she's going to have assignments and all kinds of stuff in the class for me, for you, but it has limited seats. And I know that they are filling up. Um, so her name is Amy Miracle. Can you spell her name, Kaylee? A M Y. M A R I C L E. Yeah. Yes. So it's like miracle, not miracle. Um, Which we always call her. I know. It's very confusing. Um, she is a miracle. So she is. She's fantastic. Um, mm -hmm. So, and that's just her username on Instagram. And um, her website is mindfulartstudio.com. And so you can go check her out and register for that class. If it meets all of the things that you are looking for in a class and that yes. you, that feels right for you. Um, and that's what I love about this class that she's offering because it only has limited seats. And so it's not like people can just buy it and not use it. Um, mm -hmm. I'm really excited for the way that she's teaching. It's very revolutionary. It is. It is. like, And like I said, I love that interaction and that liveness of live workshops. So mm -hmm. I think that's going to be super awesome. Mm -hmm. um, awesome. Well, we're going to have show notes, links in the show notes to everything we talked about. Um, and that's going to be at lauren-likes.com slash podcast. And 
really, we just want you to go take some awesome classes. We love, we love making classes. We love taking classes. We love supporting other artists. Um, and we love the community that gets created in those classes and, and all of the awesome ideas. I don't, I don't think we really touched on that, but you know, when you take a class, you get to see all the other student work and that inspires me so much. Didn't even talk about that. (laughs) Yeah. I know. That is is the other thing. Yes. It's amazing. Um, so like I said, we'd love to have you take our classes, but we don't care. We just want you supporting artists and, and making stuff. So have a great day. We will see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to How She Creates. I would love to see how you create. Share what you're making on Instagram using the hashtag HowSheCreates. If you love learning about creativity with me, please leave a review on iTunes and subscribe. Grab your art supplies and I'll meet you back here next week for another episode of How She Creates.